Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, changing the way you think as a sports better. This is episode number 84, Tuesday, June 9th, 2020, and I hope that all of you listeners out there are doing well during this crazy time in, in American history. The Doggy Juice Pod is not a political podcast, so I'll spare you my own personal opinions, but I will say one thing. Racism has no place in our society, and systemic racism is a real issue here in our country, and to be silent is to be complicit, and I refuse to be silent during these times, so to all of my black listeners out there and other people of color, I hear you, I'm with you, I'm always here to listen, and I will always fight for you, because everyone deserves equal protection and equal treatment under the law and in our society, and black lives matter. I've been making an effort to learn more about what I don't know, and I encourage all of you to do the same. And this issue is obviously much bigger than sports. It's much bigger than any one of us individually, but we need to listen to one another, and I'm a big believer that our collective love and our collective understanding will win out in the long run. And I love you all, and it's important that you all know that. So... If you aren't aware already, there was a big development in legal sports betting here in the state of Illinois at the end of last week. So on this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to explain what that means for us, the betters, moving forward. And that's pretty much all this podcast is going to be about. But these are obviously unprecedented times we're living in, and, and the sports betting industry is clearly being impacted as a result. Quickly, though. Uh, before I dive into that, for my last pod, some of you asked me after the two-year anniversary of the PASPA repeal uh, last month, May 14th, how much money has been wagered legally here in the U.S. Um, in the first two years of the of the post-PASPA landscape. And I have the answer for you guys. Uh, there were about $22 billion, billion with a B, Uh, taken in legal bets over the counter in the first two years of legal sports betting here in the U.S., and that resulted in over $1.5 billion in revenue and over $205 million in tax revenue for states. But we're only scratching the surface on this in the first two years. Some states like New Jersey and even Indiana are seeing upwards of 80 to 90 percent of their action come from mobile wagering even before COVID-19 hit in the entire pandemic. So jurisdictions that embrace mobile betting and easy access to mobile betting are going to be the ones that see the most state revenue. Uh, More on that in a bit. Three years ago from today, Illinois sports betting officially launched at Rivers Casino in Des Plaines. I was there for the ribbon cutting. It was a pretty magical day, but all that magic was was obviously pretty short-lived. Two days later, uh, was Rudy Gobert Day, that Wednesday, March 11th. And by the beginning of next week, even by the end of that week, they announced that all casinos across, or at least for Illinois, um, casinos were effectively closed starting on March 16th, on Monday. But uh, that same week, casinos across the country were effectively shut down as well. And, of course, that all started at the most inopportune time. Uh, that Friday was the start of my favorite 11 days of the entire year, March Madness. It was also my bachelor party was going to be going on around then um, in Vegas. So just it really stuck. I mean, it hit everybody hard. And now here we are three months later, mid-June, uh, three months to the day since Illinois launched. But things are starting to open up. 
and major American sports are poised to return very soon. We've already seen the re- return of, of the Bundesliga in Germany and uh, a few other international leagues. But um, here's what we have coming up here in the USA. We have the PGA Tour, obviously, um, that's scheduled to return this week. La Liga is also expected to, you know, they're going to be moving forward, returning June 11th, the Premier League next week, June 17th. Congratulations, Liverpool fans. Um, Major League Soccer looks like training camps are going to begin at the end of June. We have the Belmont Stakes on June 20th. I know that's not sports betting, that's horse racing, but still it's a, it's a major betting event. NHL, good news coming out of there that camps uh, are, are looking like they're going to they're going to go. At least they can't go any earlier than July 10th, last time I saw. Um, then the NBA is looking like it's going to return at the end of July as well. Major League Baseball, you know, they can't figure their shit out and, and um, have to keep monitoring that situation, of course. But the NFL, I mean, they're supposed to start in early September like they do every year. And, and literally, the NFL is operating like nothing's even happening. So barring anything unforeseen, the NFL looks like it's not going to miss a beat at all. So with sports coming back soon... But casinos in a lot of states yet to open up, and even when they do open back up, we're looking at less people wanting to go or feel comfortable going um, outside of the gung-ho folks who were all over it when things opened up over the past couple weeks. I mean, obviously Nevada opened up uh, just a few days ago and or last week, and, and it's attracted a lot of people. I heard like 70% of, of some hotels were, or hotels were at about 70% capacity or something like that. Um, you're getting a lot of people that have been pent up, like ready to go right now, but I'm more interested in seeing, you know, a few weeks, a few months right now, obviously a second wave of, of COVID-19 will uh, completely change everything or could potentially change everything. But, um, I'm more interested in seeing a few weeks from now, in a few months. And I think it's, it doesn't take, uh, too much of a, of a mental leap to, to think that, okay, people are going to be a little more reluctant to head uh, into casinos, especially, you know, to, to bet on sports, uh, when they have other options at home. Um, you know, the offshore markets and obviously their local bookies. So um, it's obviously, it's going to be interesting you know, as things move forward, but states are being faced with an interesting conundrum with no casinos open here in Illinois. There's no sign that casinos are going to be opening up anytime soon, or even with limited attendance when they do open up, how do states deal with local or with legal sports betting and how do they still capitalize on, on potential revenue? Well, it just turns out that Illinois addressed this very issue late last week. One of the main um, things that people expected as a result of COVID-19 and the pandemic is obviously more of a focus on mobile betting. And Marcus Donito, our managing editor over at Bet Chicago, Bet Indiana News, he's been doing a weekly quarantine Q&A piece with various leaders in the sports betting industry. And one question that he has consistently asked is, you know, obviously some changes that some of these industry leaders expect in the industry as a result of the pandemic. And, and almost all of them, all of them actually, have answered in some form or another by saying that we should expect an increased emphasis on, on mobile betting and mobile wagering on a state-by-state basis. Now, some states have already figured that out. And I've talked about this ad nauseum on the Doggy Juice Pod in the past. Uh, people that listen know this. Uh, New Jersey, Indiana, and Colorado... Colorado just went live on May 1st. Uh, there's no restrictions to to access uh, mobile betting apps. Same with Pennsylvania, same with West Virginia. Um, and you simply in those states, you simply just register and deposit from the comfort of your couch. But other states have seen to it not to make it that simple. And, 
and Illinois, of course, in typical Illinois fashion, is one of them. Um, but there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues with the Illinois sports betting law that was signed by Governor J.B. Pritzker last June. I touched on it a lot on the podcast. You can go back and listen to my thoughts on on the law. But one of the worst aspects of the law that was passed last June was the in-person registration requirement for the first 18 months or you know a year and a half of mobile wagering. But that requirement came to a screeching halt last Thursday, late last Thursday, with an executive order that was signed by Pritzker. I'm going to read that executive order, at least a part of it right now to you. Uh, Pritzker said, quote, During the duration of the gubernatorial disaster proclamations, the provisions in the Sports Wagering Act requiring in-person creation of a sports wagering account at a facility authorized pursuant to the act in order to participate in sports wagering offered over the internet or through a mobile application are suspended, end quote. So what this means, essentially, in simple terms, is no in-person registration is required, but for a time period, specifically according to the order for the duration of the gubernatorial disaster proclamations, which is essentially, you know, it means um, as long as the state of Illinois is handling the COVID-19 pandemic, obviously, we're moving through different phases uh, on a week-by-week basis right now. But having said that, there's still some confusion as to the time duration of the order. And interestingly, the Illinois Gaming Board released a statement on Friday saying that the order would remain into effect until the, the Illinois Gaming Board issues a master sports betting license. But the one thing that is for sure, you know, because obviously in the order itself, it said it would last throughout the duration of the gubernatorial disaster proclamation. So, and that's what takes precedence. The executive order definitely takes precedence over any news release by an IGB uh, administrative member. But um, it sounds like Illinois casinos aren't opening up very soon, no matter what. So the state obviously needs to address this issue. And with sports coming back soon, um, this is like, it just makes sense. Obviously, I mean, it didn't make sense in the first place to have this restriction in place, but it certainly makes sense to lift the in-person requirement. I mean, it was a huge mistake to begin with having that requirement. So hopefully this opens the door, um, at least opens some eyes to to the mistake in the first place. But it could open the door for Illinois to move right to the top uh, when it comes to state revenue from sports betting operations, especially during a potential unprecedented period of sports that we may have starting in the next few months. And on top of that, last week, the IGB also addressed branding, making a clarification on parent brands and facility brands, which can also have a major impact on the industry here as it develops. Uh, Basically, it sets up a co-branding situation where companies like, a big company like FanDuel or DraftKings can now look at buying, you know, an 80% more or more stake in a place like Fairmont Park and go live a lot sooner than expected instead of waiting out uh, for that penalty box period of the 18 months and then paying a $20 million uh, license fee for an online-only license. So um, there's been some big developments here. The The suspension of the in-person registration is nothing short of stunning news. Um, the state clearly needs the revenue, and this might be the biggest development in over a year when it comes to legal sports betting here in Illinois. And then also we have, um, we have the potential co-branding scenario where the bigger companies that didn't have a way in due to that year and a half penalty box period, they now have more of an avenue um, to 
to buy up a property or partner with another property, um, the brick and mortar location, like a racetrack or a casino or even a sporting venue, to accelerate their their license to get to the market quickly. And for us, the betters, this is huge. I mean, we we want to be like those other states. Though you know, you're going to see Colorado maybe emerge as the best one uh, soon enough. But um, obviously, New Jersey and, and Indiana, very successful markets because of the lack of an in-person requirement. Hopefully, you're going to see Illinois go right to the top because people are crazy for sports betting here, obviously, and, and there's going to be plenty to bet on. And if they're able to get on the apps, uh, the bettors here, and have a variety of different apps to bet on, um, it's just better for the consumer because you're going to have more competitive pricing and and uh, the whole shebang. I mean, the more, the better because more innovation, more competition means more innovation, more uh, chances taken by these companies in terms of new technologies and to, to move things further forward as, you know, as we head into the 2020s here. Um, but this would obviously put Illinois on the same playing field as Indiana. So, you know, it's going to be interesting because the Indiana Gaming Commission has proved to be very progressive and willing to adapt with the times. They actually approved professional bull riding to to its list of um, of approved events for wagering last week. So, I think Illinois, by, by adapting, kind of like its neighbor, Indiana, uh, has a lot of potential here. Um, and, we, and we have a situation where we can have seven casinos you know, offering sports wagering. Right now we have two temporary licenses, obviously, the uh, Rivers Casino and the Argosy down in Alton, Illinois. Um, those have their licenses. We have five applicants right now. We have three horse tracks that have applied for licenses, Arlington Park, Hawthorne Racecourse, and Fairmount, Fairmount Park in Collinsville. Um Three other casinos that haven't applied for a license yet, according to the IGB website. And, of course, there's also the seven potential Illinois sports venues um, that can offer wagering and, and online wagering within five blocks, a five-block radius of the stadium. And then also the lottery with the betting kiosks. You could have up to 5,000 betting kiosks uh, at 5,000 locations, 2,500 in the first year, according to the law. So there's a lot at play here, and obviously the tax rate's still high in Illinois, 15%, but... Um, this is a huge development. It's, there's no other way around it. If we get more um, betting opportunities out there as betters, more apps to choose from, you could shop around uh, for the best price, especially as people become more price sensitive. I think it's just a huge deal for Illinois sports betting, this, this uh, executive order by Pritzker. We're going to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, you could totally expect a legal challenge to this, although ironically, um, Rivers Casino, which was the biggest proponent for the penalty box provision in the first place, they stand the benefit the most from this because they're the ones that are most ready to go live with online wagering. So it actually could be a competitive disadvantage for um, for other operators out there who are, have not gone to market yet uh, for Rivers to get their app up and running and registering people from their couches before everybody else. So it's, it's an interesting scenario um, from a legal perspective, but you could see why the Illinois gaming board and, and why Pritzker, why, why they wanted to move forward with this. But uh, there is a, a meeting on Thursday, an IGB meeting, like the, the first one since January. It's going to be very important. And for all I know, we might be able to even fund accounts and place wagers from our couches here in Chicago uh, within the next few weeks. But in theory, it could happen any day now. So these are very interesting times, uh, to say the least. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see where it goes the next few months. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. Be sure to check out Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana News for the latest sports betting news and analysis. Sports are on their way back. We 
potentially have a very unique and exciting period ahead of us. And I'm looking forward to bringing on the four lads over at the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast soon to break down the return of the Premier League and the other uh, major world soccer leagues. So be on the lookout for that. I'm, I'm talking to them about bringing them on as soon as next week to talk about that. And a special shout out to Mrs. Doggy Juice, who was actually supposed to be to officially become Mrs. Doggy Juice this Saturday with our wedding date that was planned for June 13th. But alas, the coronavirus saw that uh, we couldn't have that she couldn't have her special day quite yet. But she will soon enough. Just like I know, sports will be back just before we know it. And even though things may be different, we will all rise above this and we will all come out better in the end. It's the way you got to think, baby. I'll talk to you all next week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your <laughs> sorry. Enjoy your week. I'm used to recording this at the end of the week, but enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you all soon. Doggy Juice out. <laughs>